0: Hello, you're welcome to If I Were the Minister for Education from OnShot.net Episode 39 Scrap Homework Education is weird. Perhaps more accurately, The Irish education system is weird. It's full of all sorts of oddities. You know, things that are just are the way they are because that's the way they've always been. And maybe that's not unique to Ireland. But for example, spelling tests and tables tests are still routinely done in primary schools despite the fact they've been proven to be absolutely useless to the vast majority of learners. Another thing is, remember, the news being written on the board. Now I remember when I was a child, the teacher drawing those pink and blue lines on chalk with the meter stick and having to listen to children telling all sorts of mundane stories like I'm going to John's house today or it's eight months until my birthday and every single day me having to copy that from a board for for basically no reason. Now, in fairness, <laughs> with 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 this uh, with the, the news now, teachers have adapted the the news to much more pedagogically sound territories, but I can't help but think there's better ways to spend twenty minutes of a school day. And on, we go so to this week's episode on homework. Even now, it's still one of the most divisive things you can talk about to teachers. If you surveyed every teacher in the country about whether they think you should scrap homework or not, you'd still probably get a 50-50 response. And I think I have done that. And a few years ago, I think I did ask that question and I got a 50-50 response. And in this episode, I'm going to explore homework at primary school some of the reasons why teachers and parents and society seem to want to keep it, despite all the evidence. And I'll be arguing that if I were the Minister for Education, I would scrap homework in its current form. I thought of, uh, another thing we seem to have a weird relationship in the education system the leaving cert now i, I know this is a podcast focused on primary level but, but what is it with ireland and their and the stockholm syndrome relationship we have with with the leaving cert and, and education i mean I mean I, sp- I I don't want to go into um what's going on at the moment in 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 Ireland uh it's 2020 uh, in the middle of the covid-19 pandemic uh and um while I was recording this podcast, the leaving cert uh, has just been a complete debacle uh, this year. um First of all, it was cancelled. There was predicted grades. The the formula they used or the the algorithm they used for the predictive grades was was uh, had had errors in it, and and oh, look, the whole thing was a mess. And 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 the, you know, after the big mess, okay, they actually had an opportunity of seeing what life could be like without the leaving cert with predicted grades, where the students didn't actually have to do the leaving cert exam to get the results and okay they made a balls of the formula um uh, for doing it um but i mean if that hadn't, i mean the, the, i mean this happened and basically the so and the, the response to this wasn't we just better get the formula right no it was basically no we better get back to doing the leaving cert again properly you know i i just don't know why people put people through the leaving cert i mean people have nightmares in their 30s and 40s um you know 20 30 years after doing their leaving cert that they're doing it again it's that traumatic it's such a high stakes thing and it's just not good for anyone and to be fair um with this year's leaving certain as the last thing you'll hear about <laughs> the leaving cert for me it's only I, I only talk about primary level in this podcast uh, for those of you who haven't listened to it before so this is the only time you'll probably hear me uh, talking about anything to do with a uh, second level you know i mean the predicted grades were kind of correct for most pupils or students um so you know if they got the formula right um maybe maybe it wasn't a bad idea after all getting rid of the leaving cert as it stood maybe i should move on should we to religion what i this would be a podcast wouldn't be a podcast without mentioning religion yes you know nearly three thousand schools full of adults who um who basically have no problem be missionaries for the particular church um yeah, I mean, it's just something that I find very odd that people don't question. They just do it. Anyway, I, before, I go, before I dive into that, let's move on to homework. Being honest, debating the value of homework isn't really as controversial as it used to be. Um, I remember in 2011, the then CEO of the IPPN, Sean Cottrell, uh, suggested that primary schools should stop giving homework. And there was absolute uproar. I remember the headline in the paper Primary school homework of no real benefit say principals Now I, I, that that probably should have been Primary school homework of no real benefit says principal Sean Cottrell But because Sean Cottrell was the uh, CEO and therefore head of the IPPN at the time <laughs> There was absolute outrage Now the thing is I totally agreed with them then uh, And I completely agree with them now However you know, I do imagine if the current CEO, Pora Clerkin said the same headline today, he'd actually be met with the opposite reaction. He'd get a lot of support. And in fairness, over the last decade, the mood towards homework has changed quite a bit. And by 2014, the IPPN were still, um, were still actually publicly stating homework had very little benefit uh, to uh, the Oireachtas committee uh, in 2014, for example. And last year, um, I gave a very short workshop um I- at the uh, IPPN ipn principals conference uh, on how i was trying to scrap homework in my own school and i didn't get lynched by the people at the talk which is nice um, and <laughs> in fact a straw poll of the audience at the end but 80 percent of the people there all of them principals agreed that there was little value to traditional homework and at the 2020 IPPN conference, so that's uh, earlier this year, one of the keynote speakers, Joan Kiley, questioned the role of homework and revealed her team's research in the area with some really interesting recommendations. And I'll be referring to Joan's research a little bit as we go on. Um, homework, like the leaving search, like tables, like spelling tests, are one of these things. It's one of these things that nobody seems to like, and nobody seems to want to do, but for some reason can't face getting rid of it. And this is despite that almost every piece of research now shows that traditional homework is of no benefit to young children. In fact, at primary level, it's extremely difficult to find any good research on the value of homework. However, opposition just persists. And you've probably heard all of the arguments. So what I'm going to try and do is list the arguments I've heard and respond. How about that? So here's the first one, and this is the most popular one. What about preparing children for secondary school? Now, this is the one I hear the most, as I say. And to me, the answer is really simple when people say this, because it seems like it's one of those things where people kind of say it, what about preparing children for secondary school? And you kind of feel they're going to, they're they're kind of want to say checkmate or QED. But the answer is really simple. that We don't prepare children for secondary school. We prepare them for life in spite of secondary school. Secondary school's nuts. Why would anyone want to prepare anyone for secondary school? It's an awful place. It's, you know, you have to do that leaving cert at the end of it and learn loads of stuff up by heart. We don't need, the homework at second level is learning loads of stuff up by heart for a high-stakes exam. Why would we bother? Why would we need to do that? Anyway, taking that aside, it's a stupid argument. There's so many changes that happen when a child goes to secondary school in the first place and we don't prepare them for those. For example, why not give them 11 different teachers in primary school to prepare them for secondary school? Why not give children lockers to look after all their stuff to prepare them for secondary schools? Why don't we teach them all the various subjects only taught in second level to prepare them for secondary school? Why don't we give them a mock exam papers to prepare them for secondary school? Why don't we sit them in rows to prepare them for secondary school? Look, you get the idea. Doing homework doesn't need preparation, just do it. It's not like it needs practice. The teacher gives work to do at home and the student does it. I can't think of a single situation where a child leaves primary school having not done homework and then receives his first bit of homework in secondary school and goes, "Jesus, I haven't a breeze how to do this. I don't know. I think it's a pretty good argument against it. Anyway, next question I get. How will I know what the children are doing in school? Now, this is a less stupid argument um, than the last one but it's easily responded to without resorting to traditional forms of homework. And, it, and it, I mean, it's actually a wholly remarkable, unremarkable idea. And here it goes. The teacher tells the parents what's been covered in class. There you go. Now, this could be done very easily because we have this thing in schools called technology. Um, they, you know, And in fact, lots of schools already Give homework. And if you have been living through COVID times, you've definitely given work over technology. Um, and lots of schools do it. They they already tell their parents what they're doing in school every day through apps like Class Dojo or Seesaw and even through Facebook page, all the rest of that sort of stuff. You know, schools are very good at telling parents what's going on. However, even the more mundane stuff can be told to parents. And I ask my staff to do this Um through uh when they're giving homework um and when i say homework in my school and um, yes i'm still good we're still giving some homework and um, i ask my staff to do it uh, via the google classroom or seesaw because we use both of these tools depending on the age of the children and what they do what i ask them to do is you give your homework and then you also the idea is that the teacher sticks up what they're covering in class in the course subjects at least and if they want they can give suggestions of what parents can do at home to support and um, other subjects, if needs be. And that's kind of it. They just say, look, this is what we're doing in English, this is what we're doing in Irish, this is what we're doing in maths. If you need any help, give me an email. I'm sorry if you weren't expecting more than that. That's kind of all you need to do. Now you know what children are doing in school. The teacher tells you, you don't need homework to do that. Here we go. Next one. It sets good habits for life in the future. Now, I don't know about you, but I can't remember. The last time I sat down after work To repeat a load of stuff I already did in work that day I I just can't (laughs) And to be honest That aside It's just a really strange argument Because when one brings home work When one brings home work To do at home It suggests to me That either one isn't using their time well When they're in work Or they've been given too much work to do and they need to talk, to talk to HR or whoever to let them know that someone's at home every night for hours doing work at home. I don't think that's a good habit to, to be setting doing work at home. Certainly not for a good work-life balance. I mean, there, there's this kind of thing about being really busy. It's really good to be busy. And maybe a better idea um, that could set good habits for life would be the teacher to set whatever work can be done within school time, and if it isn't completed, then the work could be done at home. Now, I don't even agree with that. But it's a better argument um, than this sets up good uh, practice. And in all fairness, similarly to the first argument, if you need to do work at home in the future, which I'm sure many of you have, I doubt very much that you think to yourself, Do you know, I'm so glad I did all that homework in primary school because now I am in the habit of doing extra work at home. No, you just do it, don't you? Next. Ah, what about reading? What about phonics? What about tables? What about reading? Read to your kid. Read anything. Do it while you're having a snuggle with your child. Talk to them about the book. Ask them questions about the book. Done. You know, you don't need a teacher to tell you what to read. Just do it. You know, buy books. Read them. Read them together. You know, that's, that's reading. What about phonics? Well, well, honestly, it, 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 it's really simple. If the teacher tells you what they're doing, find opportunities to find things with those phonics sounds if you like in the house So if you're covering the sound well while you're cooking your dinner you can look out in the kitchen for things i'm in my kitchen recording this podcast at the moment and i cannot see a single thing beginning with s in this room uh, because i am under pressure to do so uh, so i have failed to find something beginning with s in my kitchen that's very strange spoon there we go phew just at the last minute just as i was about to give up but i mean as well as that, you, you know when phonics get more complicated with uh, different uh, d- um, uh, sounds uh, where you're where you're combining and blending sounds again all that sort of stuff can be done at home and it's just practicing what's being done in I- in school and to be honest phonics is a very very tiny part of learning in school and to be frank whether you do anything at home isn't going to make a huge amount of difference if your kid's doing okay in school if your kid isn't doing well well then talk to the teacher and she'll give you some games that you can play every day at home and that's fair enough. And what about tables? <sighs> don't get me started. Honestly, just just don't get me started. And I hear you going, no, 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 but but but, but no. Seriously, don't get me started on tables. I have a full forty-five minute rant on why learning tables off by heart is a total waste of time. It's a separate podcast. <laughs> it's on, it's an earlier episode uh, where I'd say I think it was called um, oh scrap learning uh, scrap spellings and tables tests. Anyway, have a listen to it. I uh, but effectively, don't, uh, do, don't uh, tables are a total waste of time. Look, I'm sure there's other reasons people seem to like homework, and I haven't even mentioned some of the reasons I've heard from teachers, but the main one is that homework works, um, and it helps consolidate what's been learned at school, and the thing is that as a teacher, if you, I don't know if you've noticed, the very people that do homework are the very people who don't need to do it, and the very people that don't do homework are the very people that do need to do it, and ultimately what we do by giving homework is that we're simply widening the gap between the haves and have-nots, which maybe might suit some people's vision of the world, but it's not a fair way of, do, uh, it's not a fair way of doing the world. And, and, and really, it's, it just widens the gap. And in any case, are we even asking the right question anyway? You know, I've just talked about homework and given out about it, but I don't know if we're even asking the right question. Like everything, should we scrap homework is a, good, is a question, but is it a good question? I don't think it's a, to be honest, I don't think it's a great question. Because the answer can't be yes or no. Because in my opinion, we do definitely need to scrap traditional homework. The type of homework we got when we were in school. That's when I say we, I mean people of my vintage, um and probably people a little younger than me as well. Um so um, you know, that 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 basically is, you know, the days of spending know the last 15 minutes of school writing down a list of things to do at home and everyone doing the same thing and all of it generally done in a textbook or a copybook or learning lists of something off by heart it's like just a total waste of time i i would feel if homework is to survive and that's if we wanted to survive at primary level at all we need to look at what homework looks like now and what is available to us that we might not be using And rather than simply scrapping homework i do think there is a space for a new type of homework and to be honest i'm not absolutely sure it would change my thoughts around the benefits of homework but let's explore some of the things that are available to us that we might not um, be using and that might not have been available back when we were in school now in a very rare twist to this podcast i'm going to make it useful (laughs) and i hope the next little bit of this part of this uh, podcast episode on homework gives you a few ideas on what a 21st century style of homework might look like um so i'm going to put on my useful hat now and uh start with that so if you think about the homework you give now as opposed to the homework you got when you were in primary school the first question you need to ask is is there really that much of a difference and if there isn't much of a difference something is wrong very wrong The world has completely changed since you were in school guaranteed unless you're just out of college Um, and even then it's completely changed and it all comes down to one single thing technology in the last decade in Ireland there is not one house with not with some sort of access to technology whether that's a phone a tablet laptop or some other digital device like a gaming console and even TVs are basically oversized computers and in fact I would suggest that there are very very few houses in Ireland consisting of people under the age of 60 and um, maybe even older without access to the internet however how much of the homework that you give to children takes advantage of this fact and at the moment um, about 95% of people have access to the internet in Ireland okay and let's have a look at how it might pan out if we used technology to enhance homework or even completely um, change the way we look at homework, and let's just start with the most basic thing of all: the homework journal. In my school, we threw ours out, I think, four years ago, and no child in my school owns a homework journal. Not because teachers aren't giving homework, because homework is being given, but it's been given online. Now we use a Google Classroom, and some teachers use ClassDojo or Seesaw. Um, But the advantage of using a tool like Google Classroom or Seesaw is that teachers can be much more creative in terms of what they give for homework. For example, you're not constrained to pen and paper. A teacher can send a link to a YouTube video that they want the children to look at. They might send a link to a game or an activity online that could be completed. They can send a survey, or a poll, or a quiz. And you see, the thing is, technology expands the types of work a child can do. But more than this, a teacher can type up the homework on a monday for the whole week and children can work at their own pace so they have a choice in how quickly they do the homework and even if they um or even if they do type up the homework every day it still saves that 10 to 15 minutes every day where children were trying to write down from the board in whatever handwriting they had um uh, sometimes legible um, and another thing is a teacher's can differentiate the homework as well if we use technology so you know if you're doing that on a board it's very hard to say "Ah, look you know you guys over there you don't write that down you know so if you, you can actually differentiate your homework quite nicely so if you have some children that are in different levels giving certain homework to certain groups and other homework to other groups is very easy um and and i think that's a, a very very powerful um uh, thing that can happen like that alone is quite powerful in terms of homework But technology also gives us lots of opportunities to make homework more collaborative and fun and fun i know the words homework and fun do not go hand in hand but for example i have seen teachers that give groups of children a project complete together they don't need to be in the same house to do the project all the work can be done using technology tools like g suite for education for example a group might be given a task to explore a festival that happens let's say in february i don't know why i'm picking february it's october when i'm doing this but i'm kind of looking into the future um, one group uh, might choose valentine's day another group might choose the chinese new year and so on and the groups can work together to create maybe a presentation about their chosen festival so again what we're doing here is we're giving choice and i'm using the word choice a lot uh, when i'm doing this but we're also giving a lot of flexibility um, as well in what the presentation might look like um, they may not even make a presentation they might create a podcast they might make a video they may end up make just making a shared document and they might even make a quiz or a survey and for me you see while the technology broadens the opportunities it offers something more than that and i think it's the thing that if homework is to survive it's key that the I- this idea of choice now uh, in the example above children were given the choice of what they did for homework they were given a choice of how it was presented they could even be given a choice of whether they wanted to do it in a group or by themselves or not to do it at all And a simple prompt to explore a february project a february festival opens up a world of possibilities however you might say how will the children cover what needs to be actually covered in the curriculum we've a curriculum to cover don't we what about irish what about reading what about what about what about you know there is a lot of things to consider and this is where teachers use a concept that they're very familiar with a scaffold it's where a scaffold comes in and when it comes to homework scaffolding should be no different new homework as i'm now calling it i don't uh, there's there's kind of a trendy word now coming as a home learning i don't know if i like it um but anyway new homework i'm going to call it at the moment um as well as giving lots of choice needs to be needs to have some sort of scaffold and the scaffold doesn't have to be too structured particularly that children are stymied by it but there needs to be a certain minimum expectations so going back to our example the teacher might put in the following scaffolds for the homework explore a february festival so the teacher might expect that the child will give a greeting card for their festival in irish so that covers an um, irish language and it gives opportunities for everyone to learn some new vocabulary in irish which could be covered in class the teacher might further assist by introducing a structure of a greeting card so they learn how to do uh, the type of writing uh, that you would need in a greeting card. I know that's a very basic example, but it's a style, there is a style of writing a greeting card, um, and you do have to learn that. The teacher might ask the pupils to watch a particular video. So let's say a story of St. Bridget, we're talking February here, and then get the children to structure a story in whatever form they wish, based on watching the video. So again, there's choice. The teacher might record certain words she would like included in the tasks so there you're you're kind of giving a bit of a scaffold there the teacher might even suggest books to read at home so again another bit of a scaffold and then what so you've got your scaffold the children have the choice they do their work but for me the final stage of good new homework is the assessment of it because there's no point in giving any homework without assessing it it makes no sense um otherwise it's pointless and for this i'm a bit of a fan of rubrics um, and rubrics are, are probably starting to become a bit more commonly used in in schools particularly as google classroom actually introduced a, a rubric system for correcting however before creating a rubric uh, and for those of you who don't know what a rubric is it's kind of a grid um which basically states what are what are what are the aims what are the learning objectives of the work and then did the child succeed did they, um, and how well they succeeded and they get a kind of a um you know they get a i wouldn't say grade uh particularly but they're 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 assessed using this uh, rubric which uh, states how well they did in particular areas Um, but the teacher has to figure out exactly what she wanted the teacher what the, what she wanted the children to know before completing their homework and in fact i'd suggest the teacher does that out does out the rubric first so this can actually frame the scaffold that she offers for the homework so what i'd be doing if i was doing new homework is I write down what I want uh, to be learned, so the rubric, basically, that I want the children to uh, do the following things, so there's a list of fo- maybe three or four things I want, and then I fr- uh, frame the homework uh, in my scaffold so that the rubric is covered, uh, and uh, and and then uh, the children use that to do the work. Now this, as <laughs> I can imagine, some of you are going, this sounds like a lot of work for teachers, I mean, isn't it easier just to give them the homework? Um, you know, I mean, it w- it's just simpler to just give everyone a list of pages to do and books and things to learn off by heart. But the thing is, and and this is my argument around this: it's only the f- work the first time you do it. And this is something I was doing when I was teaching fifteen years ago. I mean, I is not I mean, I, I I didn't have the technology really back then because it didn't exist. Um, I'm so old, uh, but you know, fifteen years ago, uh, internet access was not ubiquitous uh, as it is now. But whenever i was giving a homework or i was giving any any uh, kind of thing um any work in school the idea of a routine and giving similar type of 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 work um was just something i did and the thing that changed wasn't the way we did the work it was the topic that changed and because um you know you're offering more open-ended types of homework these these kind of ideas can be repeated over and over again so you have a stock of ideas for homework and then you just change the topic for them. So I just don't, uh, So what you could do then is a teacher could give exactly the same homework any month and then tweak the scaffold a little bit. Now, I mean, here, here are just some ideas of activities that you might give. Uh, they don't all, uh, I mean, I've talked about technology. I, I'm not saying that the, uh, the children would complete the um, homework using technology, though they can, but there are other, acti- other things they could do. Uh, like, actually, could be making a board game, baking a cake, um, going for a walk and so on um, and if a teacher has a bank of activities that can be done this can be repeated over a year now how often should one give homework in my opinion well I, d- I don't really think it needs to happen very often i mean i think once a month is enough and the child should be given up to that month to get whatever it is that needs to be done and over that month the teacher can build on their scaffold and technology will give them all this power keep building up that scaffold Um, another thing um just uh, moving away from this uh because it's a different model in a way is the idea of a flipped classroom model and i think it's worth exploring this in more detail is there a benefit to whetting the appetite of pupils by asking them to watch a video or discover something about something (laughs) and then tell everyone the next day um thus giving the teacher the opportunity uh, for further learning opportunities so basically you might let's go back to our February thing you might show a video of St. Bridget and you get then the children to watch that video and then come in and tell you what something they learned from watching that video and the teacher can use that information for further learning opportunities so that's uh, just just a little bit on flipped learning I don't, or the flipped classroom I, I don't want to go into too much detail then uh, there's plenty uh, if you google flipped um, the, the flipped classroom there's huge research out there on it and, and really well worth looking at but um i i, I think it's something to build up to uh, once we get homework kind of uh, in flow um, the question i think we have to ask ourselves though really in the end is whether should we actually scrap homework or not and after going through you know this new homework I, i'd suggest that there's absolutely no doubt that traditional homework needs to be scrapped absolutely entirely however should we scrap the idea of any homework at all and personally as i'm sure you can gather i think if there is to be homework the choice is central to it it needs to be optional number one and and there needs uh, so that's a choice um there needs to be choice within the work and uh, as well so i mean if there's to be homework i think there's that you know, I mean, and, and even as I'm saying this, to be honest, I, I'd probably also be as happy to scrap it all together. I mean, I, I'm not saying I think, you know, we should do homework just for the sake of doing homework. However, perhaps this modern approach to homework does have a role. I, I, I'm i not entirely sure if I convinced myself, although I feel I was, I was kind of buying into it as I was saying it. Um, but, uh, you know, coming towards the end, you know, is what I'm doing, is this idea of giving this uh, open-ended homework or the flipped classroom idea, does it does it really um have a role in in 21st century and i'm not sure if i've convinced myself that it does but i do know that if it does have a role it needs to ensure as i said choice is part of it and it does need to be open-ended i'm afraid sometimes one has to end a podcast without really a definitive answer i mean i suppose i haven't spent the whole time ranting Uh, Which is what I usually do with my podcasts And I feel, I hope I've been a bit helpful I suppose, maybe given people some ideas Around homework and things they might try Um, And I can see the merits Of good homework But I'm not sure it's enough to keep it At primary level, I suppose that's where I'm at With my non-definitive answer You might have a complete definitive answer here And I can think of a hundred other things I would rather do than do homework Um, Generally, even if it was Good homework And maybe if we are to give homework It might be simply to ask children to read something and then do something after school. Um, just two things, read and do something. Maybe go for a walk, make a dinner, whatever it might be. And I know that might be very vague. Um, it may not even seem that useful. But, you know, it's, it might be what people need once they come home from work, uh, come home from school school now is very different to school back then it's a much more intense experience and do we need to further the burden on families who are busier now again families are busier um, children are busier every every i mean every night there's something going on and um, and i'm a, i only have a six-year-old and, and three days a week i'm bringing in places so it does homework just become stressful and um, even if it's good homework? So these are the kind of questions I know uh, we, we, we have to ask. I mean, I think most people are agreed that we should have a role in maybe supporting um, learning at home by telling parents what we're doing, maybe give them a, uh, a few ideas of what to do. Uh, but I don't think we should be, maybe we shouldn't be prescribing or uh, uh, any homework in this day and age. So look, they're my thoughts um, and maybe it's best uh, to leave it as vague and as open-ended Um, and maybe giving you the choice of whether you agree with me or not just like what I want homework to be Thanks very much for listening to this episode I hope you enjoyed it And uh, please be sure to tune in Every Friday at 5.59 uh, When we release uh, these podcasts In celebration of 5.59 Fridays When the Department of Education Decide to release their circulars um, I, If you do subscribe to this podcast And I'd love to do so And you can do so on iTunes, Spotify Or any of your other uh, podcasting apps By searching for OnShaw's podcast Or if I were the Minister for Education What will happen is you will get the podcast uh, sent to you directly at a much more reasonable time than a Friday evening now I'd really really appreciate you uh, subscribing so please do do that but I'd also uh, appreciate it if you could give us a bit of a review particularly a nice one uh, so that more people can find it uh, find uh, the podcast this and that's it for me for this week thanks so much for listening and we'll catch you again next time all the best bye bye <coughs>